0: Thank you for joining us on the shrink think podcast. Mustard here. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, which is part of the Psych Craft Network of Podcasts. And I'm so proud to be a part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan of the Shrink Think Podcast and the great work they're doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'd love for you to join me as I interview seasoned and knowledgeable talk therapists to glean valuable insights, techniques, and tools that you can apply to your practice and your life. Plus, some of my episodes qualify for continuing education contact hours. So be sure to check it all out over at lisamustard.com for all my episodes. Plus, you can get your first continuing education contact hour for free. That's lisamustard.com.
1: everyone welcome to the shrink think podcast today we are going to follow up on a previous episode that we gave you as an intro to the Enneagram and how it can help your relationships uh, I just came back this week from a retreat that I did in North Carolina with some awesome therapists and practice owners and I did a little presentation like an intro to the Enneagram and the feedback I got was that it was really helpful informative And it was interesting as I was going through this training, I was kind of going through the different triads of the Enneagram, which I'll explain here in a minute, and then going through each number. And as I was doing that, I was like describing each number and the personality types, the struggles and the fears, those kinds of things, or the motivations and the fears. And then I had forgotten that we have pretty, pretty much most of the. Uh, numbers represented in the room and so we would ask the people like oh does that resonate with you you know for who you are and they're like oh my gosh that was so right on so that was really validating i think so i'd like to actually continue this on our podcast so you guys can hear about it and it's it's not going to replace you know going into like reading the book the road back to you by ian crone that's a fantastic book if you have not read it it breaks them down really well really concisely in a really small short book But if you like listening to your information as opposed to reading, then
0: stay tuned. Here Here we are. are.
1: You came to the right place, my friend. But you just noticed
0: earlier, I just want to say, the casual flex that Aaron starts out with.
1: Yeah, anyways, I was
0: in North Carolina teaching a bunch of people about this. (laughs) It was badass. (laughs)
1: Anyway, like (laughs) just, (laughs) (laughs) good job! Good (laughs) job! Killing it. So, yeah, so let's start out. Um, I think we'll break this down into at least like three episodes um, because there are three triads of the Enneagram. So, what this means is the Enneagram is like a nine, it's a circle with nine points around it, and they're all equidistant. And so, if you break that down, you've got uh, three numbers or three points that are in one triad, three numbers that are in a second triad, and then three numbers that are in the third triad. And these triads, are essentially different um, personality subtypes, if you will, or they have like a certain kind of quality about them, a category to them that each number within that triad resonates with. That's pretty similar. So let me just explain it, and then you'll probably have an idea of what I mean. So the first triad is at the top of the Enneagram that is, uh, encapsulates the numbers 8, 9, and 1. And that's called the body triad or the gut triad. And that essentially means like these people experience things through the body or their primary, um, I guess, experience in the world is like through their body. Uh, The second triad is the heart triad. And that includes the numbers two, three and four. And then the last triad is the um, head triad or the thinking triad. And that includes the numbers five, six, and seven. And these folks obviously then kind of go into their heads. They sort of operate in the world through their thinking. So that's kind of the brief overview. And I think we'll start out with the gut triad or the body triad and go around. And it's kind of interesting that I just got to say this. like nobody ever says this. And I'm like, why doesn't anybody ever talk about it? It's a nine point circle and it starts with eight and then goes to nine and then one. Like, why, why don't you start at one? Go start at one and then go one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, right? Well, there's a That's reason. That's so American of you. <laughs> It's so analytical. That's my organized brain. <laughs> but there's a reason for it because that, tr- that triad is like at the top of the Enneagram. So you're going like clockwise from the top around. So in this body triad, it's really interesting because the eights, the nines, and the ones, these are three different personality types. These people generally experience the world through their body. And what that means is they might not necessarily know what they're feeling at any given time. They're probably like least connected to their feelings um, than any other parts. Like they can be aware of their thoughts um, more than they are of their emotions. And they're definitely aware of their body. Their body is the one that's like essentially the dashboard on the car that's giving them all the information about what's going on. So, for example, if uh, something in life was happening and they were reacting to it or feeling something from it and you ask them, like, oh, how are you feeling? They might say, I don't know, (laughs) because they're not connected to their feelings as well or they're not aware of their feelings. But if you were to ask them, um, how is your body doing? They will give you all kinds of information like, oh, my back is hurting or like. Oh, I have this gut feeling, you know, this gut tension or like this pain in my shoulder or in my neck or whatever. It's like their body is telling them all the information about what's going on. You just have to kind of deduce from that that something is going on. Sometimes it's uh, it's like a physical sort of a thing, meaning like, you know, I ran a lot and my legs are tired. But a lot of times it's, it's not connected to something physical that you've done. It's related to your emotions and what you're going through. Okay, so eight, nine, and
0: one. The eight is a challenger. Um, the nine is the... Um, peacemaker. Peacemaker, yeah. And then the one is a perfectionist. Correct. So from just a global place, what would you say is kind of common with each one of these types? Is that, does that matter? And, and when you're moving into... body types do you know what i'm saying no no explain that a little more so i so peacemakers they will one of the one of the qualities of those guys number nine is they kind of avoid any kind of conflict and they just are kind of focused on peace but they're aware of conflict Meaning because they're avoiding it.
1: Yeah, I, they don't kind of avoid it. They definitely avoid conflict. They're <laughs> and like, so, they're like, Con,
0: what? I'm gone. <laughs> don't finish this, that word. Well, and then, and then what I've uh, grown to understand is they are aware of it. They don't really speak to it until they do. And when they do, it can be like, boom, you, you know it. <laughs> right. yeah. So they, in, that, in my mind, would be experiencing the anxiety of the avoidance of that conflict in their body. And they would be, like, reacting, like, just keep it down, baby. Keep it down. <laughs> right. You so, know? Nothing to see
1: here. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Shh. <laughs> right.
0: And so then I am thinking, well, you've got those guys doing that. And then you have the one that's just very aware of everything being out of place or not right. Wrong. Or, as know. they define it. It's uh-huh. just wrong. Yeah, the, the end. And um, they feel the tension of that wrongness also in their body correct okay and then the eights are um kind of they don't they don't really do vulnerability well
1: it's like they're feeling the injustice of the world in their body the eights are the ones the eights okay yeah like the ones are because they're a perfectionist or they're thinking about like what's right versus what's wrong like these are all the things that are not right it should be done this way because this is the right way to do it The eights are more focused on kind of like the fairness or the justice. They're usually huge advocates for the weak and the vulnerable, even though they themselves are not vulnerable. So they will experience the like injustice of the world, whether it's personal to them or it's um, more global. They will experience that in their bodies. Okay, so they'll feel like
0: that rising passion type of a thing to like speak out against something
1: And so um, more staying kind of global, you know, the first episode was like, you know, you're 30,000 foot and this might be more like a 10,000 foot, 5,000 foot view of them. And then maybe we'll do an episode where we're actually going into each number more specifically. But for today, in the gut triad starting out, the I've heard it said, and I think this is pretty true. I like this. It's easy to remember as well, that the main struggle for this triad is anger. There's just a lot of like contained or struggle with anger, whether it's repressed or um, it's allowed or whether it's I don't even know, you know, if it's there, which is really common. But they, it's said that the eights are angry outwardly toward other people. Ones on the other side are angry inwardly at themselves for not keeping up the standards that they know that they hold for the world. And then nines in the middle don't even know they're angry <laughs> until <laughs> until <laughs> they're angry. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I guess I'm angry. <laughs> I guess that's true. Exactly. And, and it's interesting. There's a guy on our staff here that is a nine and he's we've talked about this before. And he has said like one of his like biggest personal realizations is like, oh, I didn't even know I was angry. But now that I know, it's like. Where is it coming from? It's like he's looking for it under the couch cushions all the time. <laughs> <laughs> is anger coming yeah, from here? Like, is it, I'm going to sit down, but is there anger over here? <laughs> I don't know. But that's <laughs> Is of, there anger over here? <laughs> but that's kind of like a good thing, right? That's the body triad. Um, any kind of closing thoughts before we move to the other triads? No, 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 no. I think we're good. Okay, so anger... Is in the body triad, these people feel that. So keep those things in mind. there's like a primary struggle that's happening, right? In the second triad, we're talking about the numbers two, three, four. This is the heart triad, which means that these people are feelers. They feel emotions pretty strongly or pretty intensely. And that doesn't mean that other numbers don't feel feelings as well, but this is like the primary thing that these numbers feel. And their main struggle is shame or like worthlessness. Um, they want to be valued or have value through like the things that they do or or just having some value as a person um and so there's like this big uh experience of of emotions like twos are helpers threes are either performers or achievers, and then fours are um what are the there's it's like something like artists or yeah. Yeah. It's I, like, I know they tend to be I don't know why we both the name. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will write us at the end. But so the feeling is like the dominant thing that they're experiencing in the world. If you ask these people, like, what's your body doing? They might not know because they're less connected to their bodies. You might ask them, what are you thinking? And some two threes, fours can tell you what their thoughts are. But a lot of times you'll hear, if you listen to their conversation, you'll, you'll hear their language saying, I'm, Oh, I feel this way. And this was happening. And I feel like such and such. And somebody else was feeling this. And I just, it's like all feeling oriented. They're very emotion centered, if if you will. Mm -hmm. I think they might be dreamers, the fours. That might be right. That sounds familiar. So in light
0: of that, um, I'm thinking like the working with people that are twos and threes with the shame thing, that is a, that is a big deal. (laughs) Like it just resonates. I'm like, yes, that is totally the way that twos, I'm a two kind of experience that because you're constantly two away. slash six maybe yeah, not definitely not a six <laughs> actually don't even come up six. <laughs> okay i'm actually a two three apparently and that's probably because the business thing
1: and Whitney was telling me on this retreat like she thinks i'm a three four so oh i can see that mm-hmm.
0: you're missing out on something that everybody knows <laughs> yeah, exactly. you gotta keep networking <laughs> that's right <laughs> anyway with fours i think in particular they have more of a struggle um they're kind of always the deep people they're really mm-hmm. deep thinkers they want to know more and I, I think of an old snl skit where like they're they're all sitting around and talking and we, you know we actually just did this podcast a couple ago that were about like how to uh, be in a relationship and we t- use the idea of different layers or whatever so if you can imagine these th- three or four people in snl they're talking and every time they get to this one person they go yeah so what I was realizing when you were just saying that and everybody just stops and looks at the person like you just needed to say you like apples, like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we didn't need to talk about the depth of it. And so fours, I feel like it's a lot of times they kind of feel they feel their feelings really big. It's like always there, like they always kind of need to connect to it and talk about it. they can't like not talk about it.
1: Right. It's- yeah. And so in the middle of that, right, you have the as you're going around the Enneagram In this triad, you have like on one corner of the triangle of that triad, you've got a two on the other corner, you've got the four. And in the right down the middle, cutting that um, triad in half is the number three. And I didn't know this, but Whitney told me it's like the one primary thing that threes feel is their feelings. But it's also the thing that they're most like disconnected from. Like they don't know what they're feeling or they can have like deception with themselves about what Mm -hmm. they're feeling. But that shame component is huge. And, you know, each one is sort of wanting to feel special or feel valued. The three a lot in performance or achievement or accomplishment. The two is through helping. There's an avoidance piece in there, right? Because the avoidance meaning like
0: as you start to feel, speaking as a two, three, as you start to feel and you you can like feel the pathway toward shame. And I think that's the cutoff, like, and nope, not going to feel like bad. it's drawing. And we're done. <laughs> like, like, don't a tra- go. like a tractor beam, <laughs> right. like, oh, there's a good pathway. We're not doing that. What were we talking about? Anything mm-hmm.
1: else?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that connective tissue, per se.
1: Yeah. And so it's helpful. So if you're, uh, I'll, I'll do this again at the end, but just be keeping in mind as we're talking about this, that certain people within these triads on the Enneagram experience life differently. If you want to have good relationships, it can be really helpful to engage them in the way that they are. Like if I'm a feeler, and I'm talking with a nine, you know, who's not as much of a feeler, or they're more of a body type, then I'm instead of asking them, like, how are you feeling? Some some nines might not even know. Um, Some might, for example. But I can say, like, how is your body doing? Or if there's some sort of a. (laughs) Just thinking of how
0: that could go across.
1: Well, true. But I mean, these are like, you know, I'm thinking about like your friendships where, you know, you've kind of established Mm -hmm. how you can communicate with each other. And so this would be like if something's been going on, if they've had a, a stressful week, I might ask, like, how's your body? Like, are you feeling it in your body? Or sometimes for a lot of those numbers, it's like maybe you need to move your body in order to get some clarity or get some of that stress out. Cause when they move, then they can feel better. Or for feeling types, it's like, you need to like, listen to music. You need to feel, or for threes, like you need to do something in order to feel like I can get it out of me. Fours just need to like, like journal, just jur- exactly. Pull up the Kleenex box and journal it out, journal it out. So moving on, the last triad is the thinking triad or the head triad. And these are your five, six, seven numbers. Your five is your, I think it's a challenger no no invest sorry the eight it's the investigator the six is the loyalist and the seven i always want to say the playboy um because i think that's (laughs) like the not so great way of saying like the fun novel yeah i've got it
0: i know yeah yeah
1: we'll look it up so in this triad the thinking triad the predominant way that they're engaging the world is through their their head their thoughts so they can uh, like the fives know a lot of things. They'll gather a ton of knowledge about the world. Um, the sixes will kind of go either toward or away from. oh, the enthusiast is the seven. Thank you. yeah, the enthusiast. So the sixes will go toward, um, this is like a counterphobic type, um, which don't worry about that term, but it's like some sixes will go toward their fear, and a lot of sixes will move away from their fear, like oh, just really, hugely avoid but they will think about things and strategize by like being in their heads and the sevens, then even though they can like engage a lot of fun and do a lot of novel things, they're like living in their heads. They're, it, they, they have Peter Pan syndrome um, is what's been said. Um, so these types are not necessarily connected to their feelings as well. Because feelings can be really fun, but also feelings can be really bad. You can have bad feelings, and we don't want bad. That's too uncomfortable. So let's stay in our heads to be disconnected from that, and then it feels safer in the world. Disconnected from their body also. So they just kind of are
0: operating. If you think about it, it's like that's what's going on. They're thinking. Their sixes are, th- are mapping out the entire future. Fives um, continually encounter a new thought. Maybe a better way to say it is a new question. And so they can't get out of their heads because there's always one more question to answer. These are the guys that like literally they're the researchers. Right. And sevens are in their head, but they really don't want to be bored. Right. So they are they need something to do. They almost don't want to be in their head.
1: It's like they're in their head is more of like an imagination world. Mm -hmm. It's a thoughts and it's not just feelings, but it's like, oh, if I do this and this would be fun and this would be a great experience. It's like mapping out, strategizing, not as much of like the um, the worst case scenario, like a six might do, but it's more like this would be fun. This would be new. This would be interesting. I know there's the
0: funds and I'm thinking of a couple sevens that are business owners that I know they get really excited about putting the businesses together. Now, on the one hand, that's fun. But on the other hand, they think about they'll put up with a lot of stress, I guess, is my point to get their business thing going. So it's not all about fun. They just get excited about essentially not the busyness, but the interaction of everything coming together. They're very enthusiastic about it. And they're very good at communicating the passion of, of, of that type of thing, selling it essentially to other people.
1: Right, so in this triad if you're going to encounter people in this triad, you're more likely to get a bunch of thoughts. And it's really interesting. I I pay attention to people's language. You know, I might ask them like, "Oh, how do you feel about this?" and they'll say, "I think such and such" and um "Oh, I think this other thing" and it's like they they will often give you a lot of thoughts about things or a lot of opinions or they'll tell you facts. "Well, this is this thing and that's the other thing" and um uh the way that this works is this thing and it's like Yo, you're pretty disconnected from it, right? You're looking at the world kind of from a, a detached or an objective standpoint, which can be really helpful. But also, if I'm trying to engage you, you're not necessarily like involved in that, so it might feel somewhat disconnected. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and the other thing too is that with with this group, it can be hard um, for them. It's it's almost pointless to try to talk about feelings like it, like the seven will be like, this is a waste of time. The five is going to be like, I, that doesn't answer my question. You know, the six is going to be like that. That's just overwhelming. That's more crap to think about to be afraid of for the future. So let's just cut that.
1: Right. Cause remember fear is like the predominant struggle of that group. So um, just to kind of recap Mm -hmm. in the body triad, eight nines ones, um, their predominant struggle is anger um, in their body. And in the heart triad, two, three, four, predominant struggle is shame. And which is like, you know, your nerve, the thing that they want to avoid and or their biggest struggle here, really. And then in the head triad, five, six, seven, their struggle is fear. So in each one of these numbers, they bring a lot of incredible strengths to the table. And also we each have our own individual struggles that look a certain way. Now, I just need to say really briefly as we close this up that these are not boxes that we're putting people into. These are like general categories that people tend to fall into. And each person is like a unique flavor of that. So just because we say these are kind of generally how people are, doesn't mean that we are making these fixed, right? Because each person can look very different within that. And let me also say that we are not your therapist. This <laughs> That's is not... what I was going to say. And, and, and also,
0: we are not your therapist, even though we are therapists. So take this for what you will impart it into your brain, love it tenderly, and have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt, and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.